Good morning. I am Bill Spadia with you at 10 o'clock this morning, talking Jersey, taking your calls, 1 800 283 I want to thank my friend Dana Weefer, who uh, updated us on uh, the uh, various cases that are working their way through the courts. Remember, she expects to lose in some of the court decisions, but eventually win, even if that means going up to the Supreme Court, uh, which is very likely. And these include the vaccine mandate on campuses, a specific lawsuit against TCNJ working its way through, uh, another one against the president, and another one against the governor. And uh, if these cases win, this will have ramifications for every business, school, and municipality in the Garden State, protecting you and your rights. And the excuse that I was following the law will not be enough to prevent these companies and individuals from being sued for damages. So if you're an HR professional, a manager, you're out there, small, medium-sized, big company, look out, baby, because we are coming to restore some common sense in this state. And that means many of you are going to have to pay up for the people you've hurt. Joining me now, John Coyle, another New Jersey attorney in Morristown now and uh, Newark. John has been fighting hard on two fronts. Uh, one, he's going to give us an analysis of what happened to the Supreme Court on January 13th. And two, he's been fighting for families and patients to have control over the health care decisions that have become a matter of life and death. John, good Good morning. Good morning, Bill. So let, let's start with the heart-wrenching story you told me uh, yesterday, a lawsuit that you're bringing. Uh, you filed an injunction last night, a, a young father who, uh, uh, as I understand, both father and mom are both um, uh, pharmacists. So they are frontline, first responders, uh, inv- essential workers. And there was a certain regimen of medicine that they wanted. They were denied that. Hospital went another route, and now uh, this this father of three is potentially not going to make it through today. That's right, Bill. This is an absolutely heart-wrenching case. This is a man, uh, John Jukic, who's in Robert Wood Johnson, New Brunswick. Uh, He's been on an ECMO machine, which is an alternative to uh, intubation, a way to oxygenate the blood for people who've unfortunately been stricken with COVID. And Robert Wood Johnson has decided last week that this 46-year-old father of three young children. Uh, They've decided that, you know, there's an infection and we can't figure out how to get rid of it, so we're just going to remove the machine, which will result in his death in minutes. And what is what is their thought process on that? Are you explaining to me that they they believe that the reason he can't beat the infection is that there's bacteria on the tubes? Is that... That's as best we can try to come up with a mistake. This is an infection that developed at the hospital when he was there. And, and as you mentioned, both John and his wife are frontline pharmacists who've been working this whole time. And uh, Mirla, his wife, says they didn't give him the right course of antibiotics. She's asking them to give another course of antibiotics. And instead, Robert Wood Johnson has decided to say they can pull the plug over her inje- over her objection no matter what happens. Very scary. And here's what jumped out at me in your, your injunction that you filed. Uh, they had asked to be treated. He had asked while he was lucid and and uh, wanting to recover for monoclonal antibodies, which is something that has been now a common treatment throughout the country and the world and instead was prescribed uh, remdesivir, which a lot of doctors are now coming out and saying uh, that is absolutely the worst thing that you can prescribe to these patients. You know, Bill, I, I don't pretend to be a doctor about this, and I'd leave those decisions to people even like John and Mirla, who are pharmacists and far smarter than me about yeah. this. All I know is I look at something and I realize that we're in a, in a world where a hospital can say to loved ones, 
uh, I understand this is not what you want. We don't have to listen to you. We're going to remove this machine uh, and kill John. His oldest is 12, right? These are young kids that he has. That's right. Three now, kids will, you, will you be heard in court today? What's the timing on this? I mean, it's a horrific story. I hope so. Uh, we filed it last night, as you talked about, and at 8.30 I'm going to be on the phone with the court uh, trying to schedule something here. Uh, again, the deadline, Robert Johnson intends to do this tomorrow, so there's no time like the present. All right, so please keep me in touch on this. I mean, uh, and tell Mila uh, that we are praying for her and uh, and John, uh, and, and of course their three kids. And I, I, I bring up the, uh, the uh, remdesivir because they're pharmacists, and, you know, you'd think that you would be having a conversation with experts saying, hey, Here's the treatment we'd like to try because how do we know that the infection would not be beaten if you had prescribed what we had asked for with these monoclonal antibodies? I, I, it seems to me that that is one of the uh, strongest pieces of medical information that we've learned in the past few months. So, John, uh, praying for your strength as well. Thank you for doing what you do. And uh, hopefully uh, cooler heads will prevail and uh, the hospital will allow the family to make their own medical decisions, especially knowing that this young man is, is going to pass away if they unplug this machine. Um, hard to pivot, uh, but I, I just want to get your take really quick on the Supreme Court decisions. Two decisions were made. Uh, on the 13th, one that struck down the OSHA mandate on employers for the forced vaccine, and the second upheld the vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. But what I understand is, even with that, healthcare workers can apply for an exemption, and it only applies if the healthcare facility takes uh, Medicare and Medicaid. Is that right? Yes. So if your hospital does, if you're a private practice and you don't, you are not subject to this order. Well, that's largely true, but I will say that the number of facilities nationwide of all types, uh, not just for the elderly, from the, uh, people, if you take up places that take Medicare and Medicaid, mm -hmm. it covers the overwhelming number of facilities in the entire country, no matter what state you're in. Is, is there any recourse? Well, this isn't the last word on this case. Uh, technically, on the, the CMS mandate case, the Biden versus Missouri, this is going back down to the district court. Okay. okay? Um, this is one of those things where the Supreme Court made a pretty clear ruling on this. It, it scratched, made a couple of people scratch their heads uh, about the decision here, especially compared to the OSHA mandate, which you mentioned before, which the court struck down. This isn't absolutely the final word on this because it is going back for further proceedings, but. Got it. This was sadly a so, pretty definitive response from the Supreme Court. So keep us posted on that. And the good news is you can apply for these um, medical and religious exemptions, which in states like Florida, they're going to be granted. So please tell Mirla and John that we're praying for them. And John, keep me posted after you find out, especially if you hear something after 830. Uh, let me know what happens. Absolutely, Bill. Good luck, and thank you for being a supporter. Praying for you, John. Thank you. That is John Coyle uh, bringing you uh, the latest. I mean, this